Okay. Hey, Dave. Okay, Isaiah chapter 10. If you're in uh, our little Bible, it's, um, it's on page uh, 274 is where I'm going. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 20. <clears throat> now in that day, the remnant of Israel and those of the house of Jacob who have escaped will never again reply on the one who struck them, but they will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Last week I had this chart. Uh, am, I, am I hiding it from everybody? I'll put it over here. <clears throat> okay. This is Isaiah. He prophesied from 875 to 727 B.C. Wasn't very long, Israel, the ten tribes to the north that we've talked about, called Israel, took in that exile by Assyria. They were later, Assyria was defeated, and the Medes and Persians defeated them. But we'll talk about that in a minute. <clears throat> Judah, the two little tribes of the south, was taken later in the exile by Babylon. Then they were dispersed nation, and they were not a nation again until 1947 by uh, UN decree. But they were uh, people alienated from their country, without a without a king, without they were just dispersed. Ezra and Nehemiah later went back and it was a remnant and that's what we want to talk about not very many but a remnant went back then we had the 400 silent years and the rest of the prophecy that we have and Jesus came he lived and he died and we had the cross and the cross instituted what we call the, the age of grace or the church and that's where we are today. Sometime, Jesus is going to return. I call it the rapture of the church. Then we'll have a thousand years rule and reign. And then we'll usher into the new heaven and the new earth for, for the believers. The people who, who don't know Him will be cast eternally into a lake of fire with the devil and all his cohorts. So when Isaiah is prophesying here, by the way, just a little trivia, what's the most quoted book in the New Testament? Old Testament book quoted in, in the New Testament. It's not Isaiah. <laughs> Anybody got a guess? Psalms. Who? Psalms. Psalms. Psalms, right. Psalms. Isaiah is the most quoted prophecy. And it's next. Psalms had about 63 quotes. 
Isaiah had 55 quotes, and then then it trickles on down. Even even uh, Jeremiah wasn't quoted but three times in the in the New Testament. That's that's free. That's won't be on the test. Uh, so we're talking about a remnant going back. So back to Isaiah 10 verse 20. Now in that day, every time we hear that, now in that day, he's talking future. He's talking future. So a remnant would come back. Alright, now let's go to Isaiah chapter 11. And we were here last week, and we talked about verse 1, and a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse. And we talked about that being David, and we talked about the covenant that God made with David. It was unconditional. It was all on God, not about David. He says, I will, as long as there's a king in Israel, you, one of your heirs, will be on the throne. Uh, and so that, that was a promise. Then look down at verse 10 of chapter 11, and we're going to pick up there. This is new ground for this morning. In that day, future, the nations will resort to the root of Jesse, who will stand as a signal for the peoples, and his resting place will be glorious. Then it will happen on that day. All right. Hold your finger in Isaiah and go to Ezekiel. It's in the little book of Bible 6.14 and 6.15. Ezekiel chapter 34. Ezekiel chapter 34, pages 6.14 and 6.15. Ezekiel chapter 34. As I said, uh, we had a little people, a few people come back here, and we have people coming back here. And Israel is God's people. And when you get to heaven, you can ask, I ask him why he chose those people, but he did, and he has yet to deal with them. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 34, let's look at verse 11. For there's the says the Lord God, Behold, I myself, those are capitals, I and myself, my, uh, myself, that's deity. I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd cares for his herd in the day, he is among his scattered sheep, so will I care for my sheep, and I will deliver them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from their countries and bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountain of Israel by its streams and in all its inhabited places of the land. Skip down to verse 23. Then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he would feed them, and he will feed them himself and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, 
and my servant David will be a prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them. Eliminate harmful beasts from their land so that they may live securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and their places around my hill a blessing and I will call showers to come down in their season and they will be showers of blessing. Skip to per verse 29, uh, 8. There will be no longer a prey to the nations and the beasts of the earth will not devour them and they will live secretly and no one will make them afraid. I will establish them a renowned, renowned plant place. They will not again be victims of famine in the land. They will not endure the insults of the nation anymore. Then they will know that I, the Lord, their God, am with them. And they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. As for you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, you are men. I am your God, declares the Lord. If Israel is important to God, Israel should be important to us. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Back to Isaiah. Verse 11, chapter 11. Verse 11, chapter 11. Then it will happen on that day that the Lord will again recover the second time with his hand. And that's what we just read in Ezekiel. He's going to bring them back the second time. The first time, let's skip down to verse 16. Uh, the last sentence of verse 16. In that day they came out of the land of Egypt. God told Moses from a burning bush in Midian. He said, I've got a job for you, Moses. This is Bill's paraphrase, okay? He said, I've got a job for you. He said, I want you to go back to Egypt and bring my people out. He said, I want you to tell them who you are and go to Pharaoh and say, let their people go. If you're reading, well, Belk and I are reading ahead a little bit, but when... Exodus, and we went through the plagues this week, and I'm reading it. I was reminded of the scripture that we went through a couple of weeks ago where the Lord said He just whistled for the bees. Well, He whistled for the frogs, and He whistled for the gnats, and He whistled for the boils, and He whistled for all the plagues that were there. Folks, we, we, we. We walk around here thinking we're cock of the walk and yet the Lord knows what He's doing. Where He is and what He's doing and how He's doing it. He's holy. And we need to be at all in what He's able to do. Okay. He's going to do it again. He's going to restore the, the remnant. That's in the last part of chapter 11. He gets to Chapter 12. And when you will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for although you were angry with me, 
Your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. Therefore, you will joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. And in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call on His name. Make known His needs among the people. Make them remember that His name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song, for He has done excellent things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Cry aloud, shout for joy, O inhabitants of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. He not only redeemed us in the sense of the New Testament in that He brought Jesus at the right time. And it's our faith in His finished work that we're saved. Nothing we could do. Nothing we have done. It's Jesus alone. Plus nothing, minus nothing that He saved us. And that's salvation. But you know, every day He's saving us. He's moving mountains and moving valleys. We need to trust Him and believe Him and rely on Him and ask Him. Luke says, you haven't got because you hadn't asked. And we need to continually, continually pray. Thanksgiving for what the Lord has done for us. Because He sees the big picture and He knows where we are and where we're going and what He's got in touch for us. Chapter 13. <clears throat> Prophecies concerning Babylon. Now, what is a, one of the big times when we talk about Babylon? What is a a king's name that is almost synonymous with Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. He came to Jerusalem and he defeated Judah in a long siege and took everything that was precious and holy back to Babylon. Now if you look on the map today, can you find Babylon? No. God used them, a pagan, idolatrous king and nation to do His work by taking Judah into exile. God says, I'll use them, but I'll not bless them. In fact, they've got a doom coming. They've got a doom coming. The Lord, <laughs> and we've talked about this, he says, you're going to go into the land of Canaan and I'm going to drive them out. And what did he use? We talked about that. What did he use? Hornets. Can you see a wave of hornets coming 
I'd get out of the way too. And uh, so he, he used, used them. Chapter 13. <clears throat> Concerning Babylon, he says, <clears throat> verse 6, Well, the day of the Lord is near. It will come as a mighty, as destruction from the Almighty. And it did. And that prophecy, we've told you about Isaiah, some prophecy is fulfilled, some prophecy is yet to be fulfilled. This prophecy about Babylon uh, being defeated is in Scripture. And if you want to go to Daniel, it's a short book, it's just 11 chapters. But it talks about uh, the defeat of Babylon by the Medes and Persians. And they, they took and whipped him. Now, turn in your little Bible to the New Testament, uh, page 39. It's Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. In your little Bible, page 39 in the New Testament. We went through this scripture when we were in Mark. Unless the Lord had shortened those days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, whom he, short, he, he chose, he shortened, excuse me, he shortened the, the, the days. I'm, verse 21. And then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is Christ, or behold, he is here, do not believe him. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and show signs and wonders in order to lead us astray, if possible, the elect. But take heed, but told, behold, I have told you everything in advance. Who's talking about this? Somebody got a red letter Bible? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is talking about this. All right, back to Isaiah 13. Verse 9. Behold, the day is coming, cruel, fury of a burning anger to make the land desolation. He will exterminate its sinners from it. For the stars of the heaven and their constellations will not flash forth their light. The sun will be darkened when it rises. The moon will not shed its light. And thus I will punish the world for its iniquity and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will put an end to the arrogance of the proud and abase the naughtiness of the ruthless. When is that going to happen? It's going to happen sometime after Jesus' return. I didn't put a, a line there, 
But what do we call that? Tribulation. 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 Isaiah is talking about something that's yet to be. And he says there's going to be judgment from the day of the Lord. Now, verse 17, he's talking about Babylon will fall to the Medes and Persians. Behold, I'm going to stir it up the Medes against them uh, who will not have valued treasure, uh, silver, or take pleasure in gold. That's 175 years later this came to be. Isaiah prophesied that, that the Medes and Persians were going to take down the, Babylon, the uh, Babylonians and 175 years later he did exactly what he said. We want things instant. I fuss if my mom doesn't have my egg McMuffin right quick. But that's not God's time. God's time is a long time. God's time is a long time. We need to be faithful what, what we know to do right now. Sometimes we get all boiled up that, you know, nobody loves me, everybody hates me. What's the rest of it? I'll go eat worms. Hey, it's just another day. It was another day when Tim got the phone call about his dad. It was important that he did what any son should do. God blessed him and spared his life. He's got a long road to hope. But God's in control. Okay. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to straighten us. I'll go out if i got ten more minutes maybe. Isaiah 14. And we're moving pretty quick. And we get through this and then Art will pick it up next week in verse in chapter 25. Now we're skipping the woe to the nations. If you go back to your to your outline that I gave you, we're skipping some of that. Uh, because it doesn't directly affect Israel, who is who we're following. So Isaiah 14. Verse 1. When the Lord will have compassion on Jacob. And again, choose Israel and settle them on their, in that land. Verse 3. And it will be in that day that the Lord gives you rest from pain, turmoil, harsh service in which you have been enslaved. And you will take up this taunt against Babylon and say how the oppressor has ceased and how fury has ceased. Um, <clears throat> we're here now I'm going to teach and I think I'm on solid ground nothing has to happen for the Lord to come back he could before this Sunday school class is over or any time the Lord could return and when he returns that hastens what we call end times. We don't know when this is. And if anybody tells you they do or send them five hundred dollars and they'll put you on the plane, <laughs> don't go there. They don't know. Jesus said He didn't know. Only the Lord in heaven knows.
I don't know when it's going to happen. We don't preach that much anymore. And, and I think one thing that has happened by us not preaching and teaching that, we have taken away the urgency. The urgency to get our loved ones and our friends saved and into the fold. Because when Jesus comes back, it's over. It's over. I mean, that's it. Unless... I'm getting off in something I didn't want to do this morning. But anyway, uh, unless you don't receive the mark of the beast, and there'll be people born during tribulation, but that's uh, or during the millennium. But that's another, uh, that's another story. The, the Isaiah, and all through Scripture, uses <clears throat> uh, analogies or allegories or word pictures. And here, he's going to use one about Babylon. He's, that's what the Scripture says. As a type of Satan. He's, it's, if, he, if, this, if, if, if Satan's bad, Babylon's bad. And so, let's follow this just a little bit. And we'll see where we are. Uh, turn in your little Bible to page 50. Hold your finger there. We're coming right back to 54. Uh, New Testament. It's Luke 10. Luke 10. But New Testament page 54. Luke 10. <clears throat> okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Stop there. Luke 10. <clears throat> The Lord sent 70 out and He told them, He says, uh, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves, carrying no money belt, no bag, no shoes. In verse 17, And the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in Your name. Verse 18, And He said to, the, the, to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And I was in I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. That's read too, right, Philip? Jesus talking. Okay. Go back to Isaiah 14. Look at verse 12. Again, he's talking about Babylon, but he's comparing it to Satan. Verse 12. Oh, how you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth, you who have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, where does our deceitfulness come from? It doesn't come from this pump. But it comes from the seat of our emotions and we call it our heart and we call it heart, heart in Scripture. Jesus told him, it says, it's not what you eat, but what comes from you. It's from your heart. So, in verse 13, but you said in your heart, 
Now look at these I wills. I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the ascending in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. <clears throat> Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to shield to the recesses of the pit. That's why Jesus saw Satan fall from light like lightning. Because he stood up and said, I'm going to do this. I will. And he's the prince and the power of this air and you don't have enough strength to defeat him. But you can plead the blood of the Lord Jesus and in him is our only defense. Our only defense. He says you will be defeated. You will be defeated. Turn to Revelation the 20th chapter. <clears throat> Uh, I didn't have the little verse in, <laughs> in the little Bible. The 20th chapter of Revelation. Uh, verse 7 of Revelation 20. Verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are also. And they will be tormented day and night forever. Isaiah. 3,000 years ago. Prophesied about Jesus coming as Emmanuel. He prophesied that the remnant was going to return, and they did. Just a small one here at Ezra and Nehemiah. And that they're going through the tribulation, and that we're going to live a thousand years where the cobra and the child will play together. And then ultimately, will be ushered into the heaven, new heaven and new earth. Satan will be down, be bound and ultimately destroyed. Isaiah saw it. This will unfold more as we go through the book. And it's okay to read ahead. It's okay to read ahead. Next week we're going to pick up with chapter 25. We talk about the woe to the nations. We're going to skip that. So we're going to pick, pick up next week with chapter 25. I think I'm right there. 24. We're going to uh, pick up with chapter 24 next week. I hope you have a great week. And uh, we'll go from there. Remember, God's in control with everything. Even though we can't see it. He's in control. And we may leave this world not knowing it at all. But he does. He knows it all.
Next week, Arnold Teach? 24. 24. Okay, we'll, we'll go from there. Ready? Dismiss us, brother. Father God, we just thank you so much for the love and many blessings that you just brought on us. We just came here this morning with open hearts and ears to, to hear your words that, that uh, you delivered to avail. We thank you for those words of direction and promise. And uh, we, we also know that uh, your desire for us to, to have a loving relationship with you, Lord, we just ask your forgiveness when we fall short of that. Uh, we, we, we know that there are those that need your healing hand in a, in a special way. We, we just ask your blessings upon each one of those that are, that are seeking that, uh, that special medicine and, and relief from you, Lord. Uh, we just ask that you be, us, be with us into the coming week, that we will shine your light into, with everyone we see and forgive us for our sins. Just fill us with your Holy Spirit when we leave here. In Jesus' name.